You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Dang on. 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission. To our ancestors, whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders, whose shadows we walk in, I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
report its libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought this against This call may be recorded or transcribed. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotep family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good weekend. Hope you're going to get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not and it has to get done, hopefully you'll get it done safely. Hopefully you don't overeat, you know, 
be cool with it. I tell you, or you know, were you some you know, some serious hip high boots? <laughs> All that flooding, this man, oh man, oh man. I tell you, we're living in the last days and time. That's one of my favorite songs by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Off of the um, <clears throat> Last Days and Time album. Last Days and Time album. 71, I think it came out. 71, 72, maybe. Great album. One of my favorites. Only one I ever owned. <laughs> and Earth, Wind, and Fire. I only bought a few albums here and there, but yeah. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that, and then drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But, of course, you can just go to whatever search engine you Go to put in babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. Once again, this program is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. At all times, I give our Eastern Time. And so on Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank. With Dr. William Rogers on Tuesdays from 8 to 10 on Tuesdays. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m., oh, today's Friday? Well, at 8 p.m., it'll be time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Time for an awakening. On Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday, once again at 7 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215 215- Four nine zero nine eight three two, two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. We buy black. We buy black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Brothers and sisters, get everything you need from American African-owned businesses at WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans, with Brother Bomani Tayimba. Who's been taking our brothers and sisters to the motherland on a trip of a lifetime? Well over a decade, over 4,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this brother has a track record and it's outstanding. So go to his website, AfricaForTheAfricans.org. His next upcoming trip is November 17th to the, to, through November 28th. $3,800 per person going to Tanzania. Then, December 24th to January 5th, 2023, $4,000 going to Ghana. Then, March 30th to April 10th, 2023, $3,800 going to Senegal and Gambia. Then, May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000 going to Ghana. Then, July 20th through the 29th, 2023, $3,800. Liberia. Then, November 16th through the 27th, 
2023, $3,800 going once again to Tanzania. Then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, $4,000 going to South Africa. Brothers and sisters, go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org. Everything you need. In fact, um, he's, he, he has said it himself. You can go to the website, get what you need. You don't have to deal with Africa for the Africans, but the information is there. You can download some of the some of the documents that you may need. You just got to do it. Go home. And, for, and of course, everything that you need to buy land if you want to invest land or invest in or, or, or to repatriate or to do to look at the African community that is being established in um, in Ghana I'm telling you Africa for the Africans dot org if you want to see pictures of previous tours um, go to Facebook forward slash Bomani if you want to see videos of previous tours go to YouTube forward slash Bomani 2007 Africa for the Africans Habesha Habashawincorporated.org. Habashaw stands for, oh, what the hell did I do? <laughs> oh, my bad, family. My bad. <laughs> Instead of clicking on it, I erased it. <laughs> hey, man, you know, must be Friday. Yeah, so it'll come up in a minute. Takes its time. Habashaw stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad and of course the Kashi project in Ghana and and of course they're having a launch in October you can go to the website October 8th to the 17th in Ghana 2022 and uh, to look at the Kashi project the beautiful chalets that have been built all the other supporting um, buildings and so forth and of course a tour of Ghana itself so man Check it out, brothers and sisters. Habashaincorporated.org. Ledge program. The Ledge program. Land for the environmental development for group economics. Land for the environmental development for group economics. Ledge program. The Ledge they have. And of course, they deal in the four areas of human existence. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six different countries with over 170 employees and over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group. Of course, if you are a member, you have the opportunity to buy land in Tanzania at $250 an acre. Something you could take advantage of. You know, Go to theledgegroup.com. Check out the website. Good stories, good stuff in there. I can't say it enough. How beautiful. And I've got to get Peter Brown on the, on the horn again real soon with the ledgegroup.com. All right. Abibiatumi. Abibiatumi. A B I B I T U M I. Abibiatumi.com. You know, Abibiatumi is doing what it's doing and it's serious about, you know, I don't know why when I go here, a lot of times it, you know, the website does some crazy stuff, but I, I, I you know, become a member of the Bibia Toomey. Go there and make it a favorite. Uh, of course, you have opportunities to buy things on their um, 
You got the you got the opportunity to learn languages. Oh man, I'm telling you. Bibi Akutumi is Bibi is a necessary website for us. Okay. Yeah. All right. Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy. S M A I. S M A I F A R M A C Y. Smy Pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 731-327-6229. That's 731-327-6229. Smy Pharmacy. If you want to drop him an email, please do so at smypharmacy at gmail.com. S-A-M-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smy Pharmacy. Okay. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar, located in the West End here in Atlanta. Delicious smoothies and fruit drinks. Tomorrow and Sunday, they'll have vegan dinners that you can purchase. All kinds of health information. This is Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. They have all kinds of vitamins and supplements and all kinds of good stuff at Wadada's. And uh, located right across the street. From Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. The Shrine, the Shrine of the Black Madonna will also be hosting um, Garvey Day here in Atlanta. I believe on the 20th. And more information to come on that. And of course, they're open Friday and Saturday from 1 to 7. Sunday, 1 to 3. Um, the bookstore, um, cultural center, got gifts, furniture, clothing. Jewelry, you name it. They even have a uh, Holocaust Museum that you can take a tour in. So, the Shrine of the Black Madonna. Up the street from Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Check them out, brothers and sisters. Wadada's. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, figurines, t shirts, and so much more. Located in the Greenbrier Mall, the Medu Bookstore, 404-346-3263. That's 404-346-3263. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia, that's east of Atlanta, off of I-20, going towards Augusta. And give Brother Gazimde Ajamu a call at 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the Black Dot. Next exit further east, the next exit is Turner Hill Road, where you can go to the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Take that exit, make a right. Three lights, make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. It is a used to be a um, Target store, pretty big in size, and all kinds of stores they built in there. Oh man, I I gotta go see it because I haven't been there in about a month, and I heard they've done some number of things because they continue to make the new Black Wall Street Market a place where brothers and sisters who visit here can go to and shop and spend money with us. All right, all right. 
us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa cooperative economics they had a Thursday night broadcast last night in blog talk radio that's right on blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU you can hear the program for us lifting us their Thursday night broadcast from 9pm to 10pm but if you want to listen by phone because maybe you want to join in by hitting one to get, uh, ask a question or have a comment or concern you dial 929 929- Four seven seven two seven eight nine. That's nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. Us lifting us. Uh, just very quickly, disaster awareness for community preparedness is on Fridays from four to six, from four p.m. to six p.m. Eastern time. Uh, with my good brother, brother Yusef Muhammad, brother Yusef Muhammad, and to give disaster awareness for community preparedness. To listen on Blog Talk Radio, give them a call at 563-999-3089. That's 563-999-3089 from 4 to 6. Disaster awareness for community preparedness. My brother, especially when it's the way the weather is, they have all kinds of good information, you know. So check out Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Brother Abijah. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give my brother Abija a call. They're open from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give him a call at 7, excuse me, 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. That is Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. I can, oh, sun got a sense. Your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. That's right, sun got a sense. Your one-stop natural shop. Your one-stop natural shop. Give my sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404 404- Four three four seven nine six three. That's right, brothers and sisters. Sun Goddess sent your one stop natural shop. Also, too, brothers and sisters, go online. Put in Sanjay S O N J E dash Haiti A Y I T I dot org. This sister deserves to be supported. Pretty much everything that I mentioned here, in some form or fashion, I support in any way that I can because these people are doing the work to help our people. She's doing the work in the northeast portion of the island of Haiti. And you understand they have no safety net. They have no government that is trying to help her. She's relying on us, the kindness and generosity from us. So go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Mama and Yabaruti, Akabit Institute. School starts Monday, this Monday, August 1st. The Akabit Institute is a full-time African-centered homeschool program. Beginning its 24th year of operation, courses include math, language, art, science, social studies, including American and African, American-African history and chess. 
Courses are taught by instructors who have experience educating elementary through college level students. But who is this for? From, for students fourth grade to 12th grade, fourth grade to 12th grade for the 2022-23 school year, academic year on Zoom. These are Zoom. Give Baba Baruti, Mama Inia Baruti. They call it 404. 753 7237. That's 404 753 7237. Uh, next Saturday at the sixth, for twelve noon to tw- from twelve noon to two p.m. Warriors, Negroes, and lost souls. Warriors, Negroes, and lost souls. That's right. And the registration, ten dollars, and five dollars for warriors and training for young folks. You can go to PayPal at Yabrudi at Yahoo, or you can go Cash App, Cash App. Dollar sign, yeah, Baruti, yeah, excuse me, dollar sign, yeah, M Baruti. And of course, the, the most pertinent information is Warriors, Negroes, and Lost Souls, your name and your email address so you can get the link. Okay. And then, of course, Sister Enya and her monthly quarterly next Saturday from 4 to 6, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Once again, $10 donation. And of course, um, put that information in there. Okay, then your name and your email address so they can send you the link for the Women's Quarterly next Saturday. And November 19th, mark your, mark your calendars for November 19th. Uh, Kibuka. Kibuka. Remembering the Ma'afa through the eyes of our ancestors, remembering the Ma'afa through the eyes of our ancestors. It's a deep presentation, family. Kibuka, November 19th, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Ah, yeah. It's a beautiful day outside, hot, still hot, all over. All over, brothers and sisters. Like I said, it's all over the world. Climate change. I might do another. I haven't done a climate change story in quite a while. I think I need to do one. I really do. I think I need to do one again. The Inyaysayim of daily revolutionary thought. As we prepare for school, our children, we need to understand how important our children are to us. That's why I advocate for African family, a man, a woman, and children. It is the foundation. It is the foundation. A man, a woman, and children. A child or a nation which is carried too long will never learn to walk. Brother Sam Greeley, the spook who sat by the door, Brother Sam Greeley. We have helped enemies 
who want to set our children up so they will punitively through ignorantly walk into the controlling arms of the state create such a need for attention in them that they will run screamingly with joy to anyone who will applaud them we have done this because we are without vision except that which others play for us because we have allowed ourselves to be carried for so long by the whims of other cultural imperatives we have forgotten what it means to stand on our own and in many ways lost almost complete memory of who we are with our with our assistance our children have become even better than us at being anyone but themselves for those who do not know who we are this is a quite understandable for those of us who do there is no excuse believe it or not there are still africans who consider themselves serious centered warrior scholars who send their children to schools with philosophies that do not embrace us they voluntarily do this because they see these institutions as safe places where their children can receive a quality education continue to be profoundly spoiled and learn a little of our history, our story, so their esteem can be propped up before they're being shipped off to better, predominantly European racist institutions. If we are to walk again as African people, we must teach our children to stand as African warriors, not crawl as imitation Europeans. I say, Affirm, I will never allow my children to be turned into imitation Europeans. Affirm, I will never allow my children to be turned into European imitations. August 29th. Excuse me, August. July 29th. The, the cages were for the American Africans on death row. The open yards were for the Caucasians on death row. Mumia Abu Jamal. Mumia Abu Jamal. European people are one nation. Their privilege is maintained through the individual and joint performance of duties essential to their system survival. Every single one of them is intrinsically interconnected to the stability and progress of this reality. Has one they exercise real power over all in their purview. We often make the grave mistake of separating the malevolent words and deeds of individual Europeans from their national effort. Do not be confused. I repeat, do not be confused. Long ago, the European mind as one decided whatever was not them must be controlled or destroyed by violence or the threat of it. Those who do this necessary nation maintaining work are, are all who know and love, whether consciously or not, what they are. Racism is so deeply encoded in their being, it is in it's in script <laughs> Okay. Inextricably. What sense would Mumia's statement make otherwise? It's instrictly involved. That's who they are. Both groups of death row men are slated to die at the hands of the state. Why even there, in the place where individuals prepare for death, would Africans be forced to endure further humiliating conditions? 
affirm I do not separate Europeans from Europeans. I, 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 I swear, I swear. I know y'all be talking about some nice people here and there, relatives now, some people married and so forth, families have embraced y'all and so forth. Europeans are Europeans. Caucasians are Caucasians. Urugu is Urugu. July 30th. I do not want anything from the white man. I don't want a damn thing from these Caucasians, from this this Urugu. All I want to do is just give him hell all the days of my life. Khalid, Khalid Abdul Muhammad. Khalid Abdul Muhammad. How can aliens safely stroll through our neighborhoods? How can they be so carefree walking in the presence of people they have done everything beyond the human imagination to destroy. They can only be comfortable amid those they dominate because they know the mental side of process they forced on us is operative and effective. It is because of the success of this military program against us that they know that even we will protect them from us. That they, we will protect the Caucasian from us from them they know we would prefer to commit suicide against each other than to remove those who are killing us because we have learned to see each other as the greater threat that's why adamantly every time I hear it and you'll hear it we're our own worst enemy we are our own worst God I hate that I hate that with a damn passion. And people say that with such conviction. We're our own worst enemy. They know we would prefer to commit suicide against each other than remove those who are killing us because we have learned to see each other as the greater enemy. And these pale parasites take great pride in knowing that of how well they have turned us against each other and toward them. Their unadulterated, arrogant invasion of our space tells us that. Yet, we can still smell their fear. They reek of it. The Europeans' greatest trepidation is of those among us to whom they have nothing to offer and in whom they can create no needs or confidence. These Africans cannot be controlled. Power is self-evident in the man and woman who helps liberate African minds regardless of what others have to offer. I say I am prepared for this. I am prepared. Brothers and sisters, the Yinye say some of daily revolutionary thought. Man, I tell you, the Yinye say some is powerful. The words of Baba Baruti are powerful, man. His narratives are powerful. Love them. Ah, I tell you. Ah, Mary Alice passed. 
Mary Alice, beautiful sister, you know? I mean, beautiful, her speech. You could, when you look at, uh, I hope you know who I'm talking about, but of course, if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm going to definitely explain it to you because Mary Alice deserves, uh, you know, to get all the accolades that uh, she should get because she's a sister to me. Just like uh, uh, B. Richards, you know, or even, uh, what's the name who plays a mama all the time? Calls herself American African's mother. You know, love her too, and she got a star in Hollywood, you know. But, um, but Mary Alice is always playing in roles that were very dignified. You know, she had a she had a good career. She was born December third, nineteen thirty six, in um, Mississippi. She died two days ago, July twenty seventh of this year. Known professionally as Mary Alice, was an American film, television, and stage actress. Alice was known for her roles in the different world, Letitia Bostic, and Effie Williams in the 1976 musical drama Sparkle. She was in Sparkle. Alice also performed on the stage and received Tony Awards uh, actress uh, play uh, for August Wilson's Fences. She was in Fences. Yeah. And Rest in peace, Mary Alice, who starred in A Different World and on and, uh, in the movie Sparkle. And has the Oracle in The Matrix. She was the Oracle in The Matrix after Gloria Foster. Gloria Foster looked very similar to my mother-in-law, my first mother-in-law, who I, I love both of my mother-in-laws deeply, very beautiful women, and, you know. And, um, but the first one, yeah, my girl G, yeah. <laughs> so, when, so when the Matrix came out and <laughs> she was still living, she died uh, very early on. She died in the uh, early 90s. And my second mother-in-law, she died just a few years ago, about seven years ago, something like that. But anyway... So, so she was in The Matrix. She died at the age of 84. She won a Tony Award for her part in the 87 production of Fences, August Wilson's great play Fences. Her performance as a reoccurring character, Margarita Peck on I'll Fly Away, earned her a 1993 Emmy Award, Outstanding Actress in Drama Series. She's been nominated in the category every year and since and before. Her film work includes her 1974 film debut, film debut, <laughs> film debut in the Education of Sonny Carson. Malcolm X, she's in Malcolm X, and of course, if you remember the Malcolm X movie, Spike Lee's rendition, at the end, you know, she says, and when she's a, she's a teacher, she's at the head of the class, you know, I am Malcolm X. I and all the children begin to say, I am Malcolm X, you know. The Inkwell, good movie about the resort area for American African people down in the Delta and the Matrix Revolution, where she plays the Oracle. Her work in the Matrix franchise was pivotal for the series as she replaced actress Gloria Foster, who had died in 
from diabetes. Has the Oracle Mary Alice also portrayed the Oracle in the video? So she was in the video game. Has the Oracle Mary Alice retired from acting in 2005? Once again, our thoughts and prayers in paradise. But Mary Alice, beautiful sister. Yeah. You could just look at her, you know, and, and see her as someone who is just deeply beautiful and spiritual that you would want to be your mother or your grandmother. Just a beautiful woman. Yeah, dead in 84. Yeah, I tell you. Did she have kids? I don't know. I'm quite sure she probably had some kids. She she was educated as a teacher. You know, I don't see where she had, because they don't give that. They just give her acting career. You know? Yeah. yeah. And they say she died to 85 due to natural causes. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about um, Christian nationalism. It's a big thing because the Republican right or right-wing Caucasians are pushing it. So it's not just Republican right, it's those right-wing Caucasians who are pushing it, who believe that this nation is a Christian nation. You know, but of course it is not. And in fact, even the so-called founding fathers did not want that to happen. They did not want to impose a religion on the people. In fact, what this nation is, a place where you are free from religion, I still would think so, that you would be free from religion. So, no, I don't have to believe the way you do. You know? And I can still participate within the society, supposedly, freely. But, of course, these people want the litmus tested. And, of course, that if you can't act like a Christian, then uh, you might be gone. See? Yeah. Yeah. So I picked this up a few days ago. A couple of days ago, I picked up, uh, was it Wednesday? Should have did a little bit more research. I liked it. You know. But one of the one place I've seen it, of course, is uh, Joy Reid in MSNBC. And uh, so I went to Occidental Descent. And on Occidental Descent, they have a plethora of information on Christian nationalism. Mega Republicans are embracing Christian nationalism. So let me get this together and right off of the computer, do the best that I can with this, that you can hear it. This is Joy Reid of MSNBC. The Republican Party of white grievance politics. Sorry about that. Okay. The Republican Party of white grievance politics. 
saying the quiet part out loud. The latest example is their call to embrace Christian nationalism, full stop. This comes from Trump himself, who said in a recent speech, quote, Americans kneel to God and God alone. Does that include you, man? Then you have Doug Mastriano, the Republican nominee for governor of Pennsylvania, who has connections to the far-right social media platform Gab. Gab's founder is an anti-Semite who has embraced the Christian nationalist movement. Lauren Boebert, the gun fetishist whose restaurant Shooters recently closed after the building owner declined to renew her lease for some reason, has said the church is supposed to direct the government, along with the other elected troll, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who had this to say last weekend. We need to be the party of nationalism, and I'm a Christian, and I say it proudly. We should be Christian nationalists. This public embrace of religious fervor in the American right is, isn't the greatest look. Something my colleague and friend Rachel Maddow pointed out this week when discussing the racist anti-Semitic roots of Christian nationalism as advocated by the late American politician Gerald L. K. Smith. Well, Marge wasn't pleased and took to Twitter to say that Rachel Maddow was smearing me with lies about my faith and trying to connect me to someone I've never heard of or know anything about. Which, of course, only proves Rachel's point. These Republicans don't seem to know anything about this historically racist ideology that they're trying to usher into mainstream politics. Or then again, maybe they do. And this is their way of appealing to a racist base. Either way, it's bad. Because let's be clear. By Christian nationalism, they mean white Christian nationalism, a platform that merges Christian and European ethnic identities in a way that distorts both Christian faith and our democratic ideals. Christian nationalists believe the United States was established as an explicitly white Christian nation, and any threat to their agenda must be stamped out, even if that means violence. We saw Christian nationalism flourish in the form of the Klan. It also played a significant and explicit role in the formation and justification of apartheid in South Africa. Its agenda is currently boosted by folks like Hungarian strongman Viktor Orban, whose obsession is turning his country into a white Christian ethnostate. It is a vision, a fantasy, held by MAGA fanboys and insurrectionists vowing to take back America. It was arguably one of the most visible movements anim animating the January 6th mob. Look no further than the slogans and messaging that we saw on that terrible day. It's a scene, if in black and white, could be mistaken for a KKK rally from a previous era. That is according to Robert Jones, an expert on white supremacy in American Christianity. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, it's, it, is, it is crazy. But it is always there. It's always been there. You know, what happens is that the European has always used the cover, the veneer, the, the shade, the lie about his true intentions. His true intentions to dominate and control everything and to eliminate. See, so, you know, when I talk about this, the uh, the shot or anything of why I don't trust Caucasians, why I don't trust Europeans, why I will never trust Urugu. And I ain't talking about, I'm talking about period. I mean, I've worked with Caucasians. I've, I, uh, I mentioned before the, the Caucasian that worked with me on my football program. We were the Panthers. We had red, black, and green uniforms. 
You know, he's a cool dude, but I mean, even him, he's a conservative, you know, but the whole thing was about football and teaching our kids, and he was cool. But I will not ever trust him as a, 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 a friend that would protect me, that would support me. I don't look for that. We were true to each other on that football field and that football program for all those many years. We put our monies together to provide a, 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 an environment for playing football for those kids that is unmatched as far as I'm concerned because we did not charge none of our kids a dime to play. But that's that. That's football. I'm talking about the lives of African people. Here's Joy Reid talking with Steele and Jones. And you wrote this about the curious history of Judeo-Christian, what the curious history of Judeo-Christian can teach us about defeating white Christian nationalism today. According to a 2021 PRRI survey, while only 30% of Americans agree that God intended America to be a new promised land where European Christians could create a society that could be an example to the rest of the world, that number rises to dangerous levels among groups comprising the conservative base in U.S. politics, including majorities of Republicans, 53 percent, and white evangelical Protestants, 52 percent. And white Americans who embrace this white Christian nationalist version of history are more than four times as likely as those who disagree to believe that true American patriots may have to resort to violence to save the country. So how do we get out of it if the Republican Party is, seems to be completely overtaken by this? Well, the first thing I should say is that I think it's very important that you include the words white Christian nationalism altogether. Those three interlocking pieces is really what the threat uh, is before us. And I should say, like somebody who studied this movement, as someone who grew up myself, uh, white and Christian in the Deep South as part of the evangelical world, um, I don't think there's a more serious threat to the future of our democracy than what we are seeing right now with the rise of white Christian nationalism in the Republican Party. Um, as you said, those numbers, you know, it's easy to dismiss this as fringe when you hear people like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and others kind of spouting off about it. But when you look at those numbers, it's it's a little more than half of white evangelicals. It's a little more than half of the Republican Party. And it is this kind of combination of intense fear about demographic and cultural change combined with a sense of divine entitlement, right, to their place at the top of the pyramid. And, you know, these are not the virtues of democracy or of a democratic citizenry. You know, if these aren't held in check, these really do contain the seeds of our potential demise. Yeah. That is the belief that if this ideology, and let me say this, it's, it's been there. It's just that it hasn't been forced upon the society. It's still there. There's still that belief. Once again, even though this is, uh, uh, the founding father says, no, this is not a Christian nation. It's not a Muslim nation. It's not a Jewish nation. This is a nation where you can bring your faith to and have your faith be practiced without discrimination, without fear. Well, of course, we know looking at the history, what has happened to that, some faiths were attacked, you know. But once again, you know, if you understand Christianity, in fact, Christianity will tell you 
There is no other religion but this religion. I don't, and they say, I don't give a damn what you call your religion. I don't give a damn if it's spiritual, African, amethyst, um, whatever. Muslims and all the derivatives thereof and Christianity. I mean, uh, uh, in fact, there's some with even Christian, within Christendom <laughs> that are not accepted. But white Anglo Protestant Catholics in their religion of nationalism, that is what is accepted. That is what is going to be pushed and promoted within the society. That is the fear that it may be imposed upon the nation. And that could happen. Now, of course, the majority of us, the majority of us in this country are Christian. Many Christians on the continent, sickening. It is sickening on the continent. I can't speak totally on the continent. Let me be real. But let me just say about Ghana, because I've been there many times. I can't I can't even explain how I felt the first time when I went there back in the 90s and saw how Christianity was being promoted with white Jesus. I've been to church a couple of times in Ghana. Also, too, I've been to a mosque in, in Ghana, Islam, particularly in um, um, Kamasi. More mosques, a lot of a lot of Muslims in Kamasi. But <laughs> Christianity, and I don't give a damn what you say. Europeans have imposed Christianity on the world, and so therefore Christianity is Caucasian. The imagery, because the iconography of Christianity is serious. That's why, brothers and sisters, you need to go to the documentary, Holy Hierarchy, Holy Hierarchy, the religious roots of white racism. Christianity is the religion of white racism. Christianity, the iconography, the imagery, all of that supports that. We're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll um, play a piece by Rachel Maddow. And hopefully you jump on the line and, and let's have some dialogue. You know, I'd love to have some dialogue with you about this particular subject. You know? Yeah. Because um, that's what time it is. That's what time it is, family. All these things coming at you. I know. I know all the stuff is coming at you. And so we're going to play this particular piece. I know you will enjoy it. It's Mr. Groove. One of my favorites. One Al Hudson in one way. So we're going to play Mr. Groove. And uh, then after that, we'll come back and have more discussion. You're listening. Hold on, let me do it this way. You know? Let me do it the way I'm supposed to do it, right? That's right. You're listening to African Perspectives. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up 
at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Thank you. 
Listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Al Hudson, in one way, Mr. Groove. Oh, God, I love that piece. I remember, I don't know if it was the second time I was going to Africa. And, uh, you know, you got to get up and walk around. You know, in fact, uh, the last time I went back in 2019, I I wore some compression socks. You know, that was the first time. But you got to get up and walk around. It's a long flight, about 14 hours or whatever. And so I had a Walkman, not a Walkman, but, you know, a, a player, you know, um, not a Sony Walkman, but it, it, it played music, a little small thing, and it had songs all over it, and had them all lined up. My daughter hooked me up, man, so I could play a, a song back, you know, again and again. And uh, I was playing that song and a few others, man. I was jamming. I'll be walking down the aisle, bopping and shit. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Groove, Al Hudson, one way, Mr. Groove. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Other programming we have here, uh, once again, tonight, well, on Tuesdays, this program, because it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 
7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, Tuesday evening from 8 to 9. It's 8 to 10, 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. And then on Friday at seven, at 8 p.m., at 8 p.m. from 8 till time for an awakening this evening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then tomorrow from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, time for an awakening. And the number to call is 215-490-9832, 215 490-9832. We're talking today about white Christian nationalism. You know, white Christian nationalism. And it's serious. It is serious. And it's been uh, a part of what's happening with within Caucasian people for a long time. It is just that now it's become into prominence, especially the way the Republican Party has behaved, particularly with Donald Trump, very overt racist, very. And so, you, you know, now you can say things and do things, you know, and, and it's supported. That's why, to me, I can't see how. But then again, that's what it is. That's why I can't see how they would support that and vote people in like that and so forth. Yeah. Uh, the history of Christian nationalism in, in the U.S. Uh, you think, as I said, you would think the Republican Party would be reluctant to be associated with it, but that is not the case for the Trumpist Republicans, particularly the Republican nominee for governor in Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano. And here is a piece talking about Gerald L.K. Smith who was about racist and anti-Semite and so forth and only espoused that, that only white Christians. That's right. In fact, once again, please, brothers and sisters, find a way to get the documentary. Holy Hierarchy. Jeremiah Kamara. Holy Hierarchy. In fact, if you want to get the documentary, give me a call. I'll find a way for you to get the documentary. Okay, I'm not going to do it over the air. You call me, call me at 414-324-5796, 414-324-5796. You call me and I'll make sure I find a way for you to get the documentary. It's about an hour and a half long. Outstanding, excellently done by Jeremiah Kamara. Definitely haven't had him on the radio program in a minute definitely want to do that you know so in fact in light of this in fact I was thinking about that in light of this Christian nationalism the way it is being promoted we need him on the program here's a piece that uh, Rachel with Rachel Maddow have you ever heard of a man named Gerald L.K. Smith uh, if you haven't, you are forgiven. He is no longer a famous figure, but in his day, he was a famous-ish guy, a uh, preacher and political figure. At one point, he ran for Senate in Michigan as a Republican. In 1944, he ran for president against FDR. He ran on the ticket of the America First Party, 
which he had founded. Uh, Gerald L. K. Smith did not get far with that presidential bid or with the Michigan Senate bid as a Republican either. If Gerald L. K. Smith is remembered for anything today, it's probably mostly for this. This is a statue that he erected in Arkansas in the 1960s. It's called Christ of the Ozarks. Uh, Christ of the Ozarks was the subject of a huge, a suspiciously huge fundraising operation by Gerald L. K. Smith. Um, he died in 1976, but that, that statue still stands in Arkansas today. But Gerald L. K. Smith um, is about to have another moment in the public eye. Because what he really wanted to be remembered for, even more than that statue, uh, was a nationwide movement that he tried to build. Uh, a movement that he named and that he led and that he promoted tirelessly and that he wanted to outlive him forever. Motive behind the term Christian nationalist is easy to define and simple to interpret. We believe that the destiny of America in relationship to its governing authority must be kept in the hands of our own people. We must never be governed by aliens. We must keep control of our own money and our own blood. In other words, we must remain true to the Declaration of Independence. That is nationalism. We believe that the spiritual symbol of our statesmanship is the cross, which indeed is the symbol of Christianity. We believe that the inspiring dynamic out of which America grew is Christianity. We believe that there would be no real America such as we love and for which we're willing to die if there had been no Christianity. Thus, when a Christian is a nationalist, he becomes necessarily a Christian nationalist. A Christian nationalist. That was Gerald L.K. Smith speaking uh, in the 1950s um, as both a sort of pseudo-preacher and a political figure on the American right. He was the spokesman and the founder for this movement that he called Christian nationalism. And if that is ringing a bell for you at all, if it feels, despite the you know annoying music bed with that speech and the guy's weird speaking style and all that, if that language that he was, he was using feels like it, it rhymes a little bit with today's news, you are right about that. Republicans really need to recognize uh, the people they represent, okay, their voters, not the, not the lobbyist owners, not the corporate PACs, not, not those people. That's not who the Republican Party should represent. Uh, we need to be the party of nationalism, and I'm a Christian, and I say it proudly. We should be Christian nationalists. We should be Christian nationalists. You are seeing that, that phrase and that sort of branding um, from the Trumpiest members of Congress. That's Georgia Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, you're also seeing it all over the place in headlines now about the way the Trumpiest part of the Republican Party is kind of branding itself these days. Christian nationalism on the rise in Republican campaigns. Christian nationalism is reshaping uh, the Republican Party. The reason this Christian nationalism thing is an awkward fit, the, re the reason it's maybe not going to be an easy path for today's Republican Party, or at least it shouldn't be an easy path for today's Republican Party to bring this back, is because they're not inventing this phrase for the first time. And we're not ignorant to history, and we know what it meant the last time, right? Christian nationalism is not a new concept. It's not a new American right-wing political concept. The reason this ought to be awkward for them to try to bring it back 
is because the last time as a country we tried that on with guys like Gerald L.K. Smith leading the way, they were really not shy in saying exactly what they meant by it. So I'm going to play you a little more Gerald L.K. Smith here. I apologize in advance for the annoying music bed coming back, uh, but also specifically for the content of what you're about to hear him say. Subversive forces exploiting sentimental nitwits are reading into the Constitution a code of conduct which threatens to mongrelize our race, destroy our racial self-respect, and enslave the white man. Fight mongrelization and all attempts being made to force the intermixture of the black and white races. Preserve America as a Christian nation, being conscious of the fact that there is a highly organized campaign to substitute Jewish tradition for Christian tradition. The most powerful Jewish organization in America is the Anti-Defamation League, which has launched a campaign to remove from all public schools any songbook which contains a Christmas carol or any other hymn which mentions the name of Jesus. Ah, they're coming for the kids coming for the public schools. They've infiltrated the public schools with their anti-Christian. Christian nationalism. Gerald L.K. Smith, the leader of the Christian nationalist movement, speaking in the 1950s. He was the leader of that movement in this country in the World War II era, around the time he was running for president. He was also a leader of that movement in the post-World War II era. And I have to tell you what I just played you, that's kind of the mild stuff from him. Um, The stuff about the Jews taking over the world and how Americans need to be Christian nationalists because only that can stop the worldwide Jewish conspiracy, not to mention all the race mixing. I mean, that sound I just played is the milder version of what Gerald L.K. Smith was famous for. He was a virulent, violent racist and anti-Semite, and that was the core of his movement, Christian nationalism which you'd think would make Christian nationalism kind of a hard thing for today's Republicans to try to raise as their new banner. you think that would be a hard thing. They apparently do not have any qualms, particularly from the Trumpiest members of Congress and particularly from the Republican nominee for governor in the swing state of Pennsylvania, a man named Doug Mastriano. He's been kind of a case study for months now, and Republicans actually trying to pull on their best Gerald L.K. Smith masks to make the Republican Party the Christian nationalist party he always wanted and that he spent all those sad decades trying to create. A paid consultant for the Doug Mastriano campaign, again, Mastriano is the Republican nominee for governor in Pennsylvania. The Republican Party has chosen him as their candidate for governor. A paid consultant for Mastriano's campaign is making headlines today, thanks to the watchdog group Media Matters, uh, starting to document this guy's own pronouncements on the threat of the Jews and on the Christian nationalist movement as represented by candidates like his guy, Republican Doug Mastriano. So, no... We don't want people who are atheists. We don't want people who are Jewish. This is an explicitly Christian movement because this is an explicitly Christian country. Now, we're not saying that, uh, you know, we're going to deport all these people or whatever. You're free to stay here, right? You're not going to be forced to convert or anything like this, but you're going to enjoy the fruits of living in a Christian society under Christian laws. That is a consultant on the campaign for the Republican nominee for governor in Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano, clarifying, clarifying 
that it's not the plan to forcibly deport the Jews. Just to be clear, that's not the plan, you know, for now. But Jews are not wanted. Jews are not part of the movement that this new Republican governor in Pennsylvania represents. So Jews, atheists, people of other faith, they won't be forcibly converted or deported now. That's not the plan for now. It's just that this is not for them, nor will this country be. And they mean it. They mean it. And they've always meant it. And, and, and so, so what is stated is not new. You know? What is being stated is not new. So I'm going to play another piece. Uh, Rachel Maddow is talking to uh, this Caucasian named uh, Josh Shapiro. I don't know if he's related to Doug, not Doug, but Ben. Ben Shapiro, I can't stand a little arrogant bastard, you know. And because it's not the fact that, you see, and you've heard me say this many times, and I'll say this that I don't care, you know. At this stage of my life, I'm 70 years old, so you know, and I've done what I've done. Things they can't do to me, so I'm not. I have no fear. I have no fear. And my love for Africa and for Africans is beyond reproach, is unquestionable. And so whatever I have to do to expose the ignorance, to expose the evilness, I will. So I have no problem talking about the European Jews and what they have done to Africans and continue to do to Africans or other Europeans. I don't separate them. European Jews are Caucasians. European Jews are Urugu. But of course, within Caucasiandom, European, uh, excuse me, the European Jews are Jews that they believe uh, are parasites, are money, uh, the money changers. They manipulate and dominate. And to a great extent, when you look at the history and you look at what is happening? Yeah, there's some, there's some truth to that. When you look at, I mean, when you, when it was told about those things within various spheres, those European Jews made people apologize. Spike Lee, Marlon Brando, Michael Jackson, many others. You said something that, you know, and, and it's true. What you said was probably true, but because the back, the, the 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 fact is, they don't want to be exposed like that. They want to do their thing under the cloak of anonymity. That just happens. But they Caucasian too. But they also have a desire and the and the need to run the world. They want to run the world. And so do I for our world. I don't want to run the world, but I want to run the world for Africans. I want Africans to be able to determine for ourselves, for us to have independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. That's what that means. Nobody outside of us tells us to do a damn thing. We do things based upon what is right for us to do, for our humanity, for our health, for our sanity, 
for our family, for men and women, children. I tell you. So here's this Caucasian talking about um, Josh Shapiro that uh, Rachel Maddow Rachel Maddow has on her program. Here we go. appreciate being on here. Let me just ask your response um, to this series of revelations about your Republican opponent. He's formed not just a sort of political alliance, but what appears to be a financial relationship um, and an ongoing politically strategic relationship um, with Gab.com um, and including through today when he, the guy has continued to assert that there's no role for Jews in the political culture of America. I mean, Rachel, this is who Doug Mastriano is. He is so dangerous. He is is so extreme. He is so beyond the pale that he would go and ask for followers, pay for followers, pay for supporters of his campaign, recruit volunteers on the site that was used by the Tree of Life killer, the deadliest attack on the Jewish people in the in United States history, which occurred in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just a couple years ago. This site, this Gab site, is a haven for white supremacy. And yet this is where Doug Mastriano believes he needs to go for support or recruits to his campaign. Rachel, we cannot allow this to become normal, just normal political practice. This is not normal. It's not normal that Mastriano is on that site, and it's not normal that he trades in this direct, blatant anti-Semitism and racism that fills the pages of Gab. This is not normal, and I think it's indicative of the approach he would take to being governor here in Pennsylvania, the kind of chaos and division that he would bring if ever given a chance to lead this commonwealth. Well, I hope you had a chance to hear it. I know it was kind of low. But I hope you had a chance to hear it. And like I said, that's a Caucasian that she had uh, on her show. <sighs> now I don't want to play uh, Bobert. <laughs> I don't want to play Bobert. But that's the deal. If uh, you want to join this conversation, give me a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Also, too, once again, I'm offering to assist you in getting the documentary Holy Hierarchy documentary that was produced and narrated by Jeremiah Kamara. Good brother. Good brother. So if you give me a call at 215 no, not 215 414-324-5796 414-324-5796 I will help with you getting the documentary. But there's another documentary that, you know, Holy Hierarchy, of course, that, you know, I'm promoting Great Pyramid K 2019 off of YouTube. Just all you got to do is go to YouTube. Go to YouTube, put that in, Great Pyramid. Damn it, there it is. All you put the Great Pyramid already right there, three and a half hours long. Also, too, the documentary on HBO, Exterminate All the Brutes, Raul Peck. Great exterminate all the brutes so a lot of good information out there 
I wouldn't, uh, you know, to me, it's a damn shame that we constantly got to go through this. But, and I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that we have to go through this because of our, our, our unwillingness to know who we are dealing with and to separate ourselves from this madness and come together to do for ourselves. I, would this do it? <laughs> Nothing else has. We continue to believe. And just like I wrote, read to you in the Inye, I should go, go back to the Inye Sasem and pull that. Because what, what it's saying is that we don't believe it. We don't believe in each other. We've been trained so much by the European that we, even though he is espousing to do this, they're going to push and promote this. Yes, I understand the vast majority of Caucasians would be against this. I understand that Christianity has, a, a, especially the, the right-wing Christianity, is 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 uh, declining. More people are not going to church. More people are not professing a religion, even Islam. I can't speak to the decline of of the myriad of other religions, or whether. Atheism is on the rise or agnostics are on the rise. But I would say from an enlightenment standpoint it probably is because the theology, the religion particularly Christianity they've been talking about this. the end is near Jesus is coming and yet <laughs> the same old same old uh, 919, 919, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Brother Oshie. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Brother Oshie. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Good. Uh, first, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to mention that that sister, Mary Alice, I believe on Sanford and Sons, she used to play Fred Sanford's sister. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. She was, wasn't she but, beautiful, man? She was a beautiful. Oh yeah. so her oh spirit, yeah. man, always seemed to so, just come through. I mean, she had a beautiful spirit, man. She was a nice yeah, woman. So she warm and so sincere. Yes. And 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 all yeah. and every time I seen her, she was dignified. She didn't play no, you know, no derogatory, demeaning roles that I can remember. Probably did, but I, no. you know, or something no. that she always was dignified, always loving. Always nurturing, always caring, you know. Yeah, beautiful sister. Yeah, she died yes, at eighty-four. Yes, I just want to uh, apologize to her for having to mention her name and then have to speak on this Christian nationalism. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> so I hope she can accept my apology. Right on. So, uh, right on, Baba. <laughs> it's. it's well, Christian nationalism is just another name for white supremacy. Yes, it's, of course. It's the same old thing. Yes. It's the same old thing warmed over. Yeah. And for all of those white people who are against Christian nationalism, all of them are liars. Yep. 
and hypocrites. Yep. They're just as much a part of it. Yes, they are. As all the rest. They're all the Yeah. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as white people and their Christianity, uh, Dr. Clark used to say, if they believed in two of the Ten Commandments, that would end white supremacy right there. <laughs> thou shalt not kill, and thou shalt not steal. Right. And, Just and, those and, two alone. And because they have been and then late even, in that. Even, even, even the other ones, honor thy father and thy mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Which commandments do they keep? None. They violate None. all of them. None. None. Their whole mindset. They, those are for you. Those are yes. for those who I impose this on. You do this. Control. Mm-hmm. Control. Yep. So the only thing worse than a white person is two white people. <laughs> only thing worse than a white person is two white people. I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. You have a great weekend, my brother. Hope to. See you back on Monday or next week, okay? Also, okay. Also, too, Baba, if you wanted to um, get that documentary, Holy Hierarchy, it's the iconography of Christianity. In fact, it's, the title is Holy Hierarchy, The Religious Roots of White Racism by Jeremiah Kamara. Give me a call after the program's over at 414-324-5796. 414-324-5796. Five seven nine six. Okay, Baba. Okay. All right. Peace to you. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. I sent your email today. You did. Okay. Good. I'll All right. It. I'll send it back to you. All right, brother Paul. Yes, Baba Ochi. Uh, how are you, uh, I'm, Baba Ochi? I'm doing well, my brother. I'm doing well. Absolutely proud to hear that, Baba Ochi. Let me ask you a question. Is would it be right to say that uh, this thing, what they're defining as Christian nationalism, mm-hmm. is the same Christian fundamentalism? Is it the same as... Yeah, yes, yes. Is it the same as evangelism? Yes. Well, uh, you know, from where I'm standing, outside of America, evangelism, Christian evangelism, is one of America's greatest exports. Mm-hmm. You had yeah, one of Europe's uh, greatest uh, exports, evangelicals, you know, and spreading this gospel around the world, imposing it on everybody. Whatever whatever beliefs you have, uh, yours is primitive. Yours are no count. This is the deal. Believe this shit. And and I'm and, and if you don't believe this, uh, I, I, I got to eliminate you. Just that dictatorial. Yes. I agree, Paul. Are you familiar with this character, I think he's a bygone character called Jimmy Swagger. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And would you say he, he, he's a Christian fundamentalist? No doubt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, as the last caller said, there's nothing new. It's just a, it's just a, re, a revisiting of the label. Right. A, a rehashing of the label. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? And, you know, as I was listening to it, I was thinking about you familiar with this uh, English character? I know you hate the English, but I say there's too much energy in hate. And you know, well, how, about, how about I detest? How about I just totally <laughs> detest? <laughs> well, you know, hey, you, hey, brother Paul, you're the one that got me out of the supremacy piece. You know, so when I say European Caucasian, I don't say supremacy. I say extremism. I love that. You know, you know, because you're, you know, you're right. They're not supreme. 
Appreciate that because that's that's real, that's sincere, and I, I don't I don't profess to. The only thing I'm trying to do is to help our people open up their minds, do research. And I'm gonna talk to research West here right after I talk to you because I think he's on the line. But go ahead, brother Paul. You know what that means is that uh, what that means is that you're, you're not you're you're, you're 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 constantly growing. You know, you prepare to listen, you prepare to acknowledge. Yes. Acknowledge. Yes. That means in the act of knowing and you know Baba Ochi sometimes these simple things is where we lack big time because we suffer from inflated egos or um, a lack of empathy or mm-hmm. a, a, a warped sense of our own superiority right. you know what exactly I mean? exactly so come back to this Christian fundamentalism and uh, as, as as your last caller said this, this, this white extremist ideology when you, as it was going on it made me think of this character, and you see, this is why, you know, uh, you know, West is going to come on, and, and you know, we love Baba West for his research, but I want him to hear this. When when he makes uh, noise about the Queen, I want him to talk about Sir Francis Bacon because he's more important mm. than the Queen. Mm-hmm. Sir Francis Bacon uh, was a character in in England. Right, Francis he wrote, Bacon. There's a book he wrote called The New Atlantis. And the new Atlantis, because I never hear his name mentioned. I hear this thing about the forefathers, but he was the one who wrote the plan for the establishment of America. He was the one, right? This Englishman called Sir Francis Baker, who mm-hmm. was the actual Chancellor of the Exchequer. If you don't know, the Chancellor of the Exchequer in this country is the one who looks after the money. He's the one who tells the Bank of England how to how the money is going to be spent. Mm-hmm. So he's a very important person. He, mm-hmm. Usually, after he becomes Check, he becomes the prime minister, which actually dictates the country. So, as I understand it, he's the one who set out this plan to establish what he called the New Atlantis. And it's important to know that because a lot of these concepts, um, these ideologies, come out of that plan. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, that wasn't a plan for people of color or black people, that was a, a plan for English people who came from England. Mm. To, to establish himself in the land of America, English white people, you understand? And that that's important. You know, they, they weren't talking about Europeans per se, because if you lived over here, you would realize that nationalism, English people see themselves as English. They don't see themselves as Europeans. They right. do not see themselves right. as Europeans. They are English. That's it. You can't tell them they're Europeans. They know we're English mm-hmm. first, and they're British second meaning that they're part of Scotland and Wales and whatever. You know what I mean? The white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. That's where they speak for, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. And that's important to know. Mm-hmm. Because if you look outside, you realize and you see how they behave and they 
come outside of England like when they're going to France or whatever. They they don't recognize themselves as anything else. Right, they're so damn arrogant. Highly arrogant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll I'll leave it here and let Bubble come in. Okay. Stay on, stay on, brother. Brother brother Paul, stay on. Appreciate you, man. 404, 404, good afternoon. Hey, Yuhuru family. Hey, Yuhuru. It's, uh, hey, hey, that Baker dude, I kind of read up on him, but I got to do more research. I don't like the name, no Baker, no Twine, <laughs> but I'm sick on But look here. Oh, shit. You yeah. know, a lot of shit that, that they done is not in the books. They tried to hide it, okay? They always okay. trying to uh, put perfume on their shit they do to make mm-hmm. their shit don't stink. Sorry about cussing, man. But okay. Look here, I found out some information. Most of the stuff we doing was, was was established on the plantation, that religion stuff. Check this out now. 501 plantations in Georgia, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Okay? They had, every plantation had a church where they found a chickadee Negro to appreciate their church of slaves obey your masters, right? That's right. 501 right. plantations in the three states. Right. All right, they found some chickadee nigger to be their preacher to preach because the devil they wrote the sermon for the preacher. All right, mm-hmm. and so and, and them 501, check the number now 501 mm-hmm. uh, uh, plantations in three states. All right, with the uh, the ones that set up the plantation that set up with the ones that that that, that, that the plantation so called devil mountain last name again with a C. So you check them numbers. What they you know, just and sports too was on the plantation, man, on football and basketball. Yeah, yeah. Well, they used to cut the, uh, well, let me well, football and basketball weren't on the there, but boxing, boxing was on let there, me, fight well, for entertainment. Let me let me finish. Okay, go ahead. Some, boxing too. Go ahead. Let me finish up with football and basketball. What they did in it, so-called prisons of war, they got out of line. They chopped their heads off, dipped their head in brown paint. All right, let us the paint dry for forty hours. Then what they did was football. They used the same head they chopped off and cut it, uh, put it inside a pig skin. All right, and the slave monster children were throwing that head around inside the pig skin. They go your football, basketball. They did they 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 just leave the head painted and then they painted again with white paint. And the children, the devils were throwing the head into a peach basket. There go your football and basketball, man. Okay. Right, stuff this shit you ain't written in books, man. Okay. But you're right, man. Boxing. I tell you, boxing, yeah. man. That's how my granddad got got his job at the University of Georgia, man. He wanted to work for the uh, sports and teams at University of Georgia. Check what they did, man. They made him fight another little black boy. Okay, and the one that won the fight got the job, man. <laughs> okay, that's how my granddaddy yeah. got his job, man. Mm. And, and one more thing, but I want to apologize to the black family, uh, especially in Georgia. So my granddaddy, the one that went and got that damn fool, Hershey Walker, out the woods, when he was walking behind the mule to bring him to Athens, man. Okay, so I want to apologize. So my cousin know all kinds of stories about this dumbass Hershey. Mm-hmm. I just want to apologize for the black nation for that, man. But, well, he's but an embarrassment. One, one, three, three. There's yes, no sir. doubt, there's no doubt about it. Man. He's an embarrassment, man. Yes, sir, man. That's and, but right, you know man. what? To and, me, well, I'm I glad did. because of the, Dem- yes, the Republican Party putting him out front. Once again, he's an embarrassment, yeah. but it's, it's an indictment against the Republican Party, which I hope many of our people, particularly those who call themselves 
black Republicans mm-hmm. could see. So, bro, bro, my cousin got so many stories of what dumbass Herschel did down <laughs> in Athens because he stayed at my granddad's house when he first moved to Athens, man. Okay. He did so many dumb, my cousin, man. Oh, uh, bro, if I bring on this show, she'll tell y'all some shit by Herschel, mm-hmm. man. Golly, but Ocean, man. Do you remember what I said about them preachers? Yeah. That's the 5013C, bro. Okay. That's the 5013C. And the, them Negro preachers had to get licensed from the slave monsters, man. They even, that, that slaves obey your masters. That's how that yeah. shit come. And then you remember, you remember when, uh, uh, it's all sports and entertainment. They keep us damn, uh, stupid, man. Cause mm-hmm. you remember, in, uh, the Western, uh, uh, where they always, uh, show, they want to make somebody dance and shoot at their Oh, they shoot at their feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. That's how yeah. they got them preachers to be yeah. hooping and hollering, dancing, yeah, and dancing, man. Dancing they the jig. They would shoot at their feet and say, "Dance, nigga." Yeah, dance the <laughs> jig, whatever. Yeah, bro. Just, hey, mm-hmm. man. This stuff. Uh, when they time up, man, I, I uh, agree with y'all. Everything y'all say, man. All right, y'all man. brothers bringing the truth, man. Y'all bringing. The I, truth, we try, man. Wes. But we, we and we appreciate you for insisting. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. One, for the, one good thing. One good thing, man. Go ahead. Uh, my my issue is with our black family, man. Like, see, like we always got to be able to have a discussion without one person getting mad at somebody and going start a personal attack, man. We can't do that no more. The enemy like that shit, man. So that's why I refuse to get into a personal attack. If we disagree, then we disagree. If you like spinach and I like broccoli, oh well, bro, it's all good. It's all good. But hey, it's fun to be alive, man. We on. coming out of this. All right, we West. coming out of this, man. We take each one of us is a finger. Okay. And we take that finger and, and ball that fist up, each one of them. Okay, so it's fun brother. to be alive, man. I'm going to hold on, man. I know y'all, man. You too, brother Keep West. Keep it up, Paul. I know you, man. This right stuff on. around the world now, bro. It's around the world, man. That's why we can talk to Paul in England, man. That's right. It's great. Talk to some people in Africa. That's right. I'm in Africa. Some folks to call. In fact, in fact. Yeah, you had some calls from Africa call before, Oh, yeah. Man. In fact, I was, trying to get a hold, I was trying to get a hold of my sister, yeah. Susumi, who lives in Botswana, because of what, you know. That's all. I read about Botswana in terms of its progress from when uh, it, 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 it was uh, no longer a British colony and independence right. until, you know, how poor it was until how it evolved mm-hmm. economically. So I want to get that information. But I'm going to try. All right, Brother West. Hold on, man. Peace out. All right. 347-347. Good afternoon. Hey, O.C., what's happening, what's brother? Up? What's up, Jay? Not much, man. Hey, listen, man. I was sad to see that Sister Mary Alice passed away. Yeah. You know, she was always a dignified Was she, man? Yes, she was. That's and, what I was and, saying to Baba, man. Every role she played. Mm-hmm. You know, you never, you never saw her, you know, not play a role with dignity. Exactly. Exactly. In that respect of a black mm-hmm. African woman man even when she played the role in sparkles she was a dignified woman right. a hard-working woman right. an example mm-hmm. of you know going out there working and doing what she had to do to um see her offspring survive mm-hmm. man yeah. It's, yeah it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to see and um witness Someone who, um, you know, performs in the arts in that way. I mean, if you think about it now, who the hell you could say 
um, vibrates that same type of um, commitment and, and and love today, man. I I, I mean it's what in terms? Of, what do you mean you in know, terms of in terms of entertainment? Somebody who's in theater, yeah, movies, and so forth. As far as I, as far as the actress, I mean these these, as far as the these, actress? these black women today are on a remote control of trickism. Yeah, you know if you ask me, I mean. I don't. I don't look forward to seeing no black actress perform in 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 a production. I mean, that's just me. I could be wrong about that, but they don't. They don't do nothing for me as far as um that form of enjoyment. But mm-hmm. I mean, hey, man, you know it. As they say, it is what it, it is. is. What it is, man. It is what it you is. know what I mean? It's yeah. just um. It's a lot, man. It's yeah. really, really a lot to um, witness how we as a people have evolved into what we are today. I mean, it's not a, it's not a good. If we're gonna be honest and truthful, it's not a good look, man. No, no, because we evolved to what we are today because of 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 it is not our doing. It's not our doing. It is by design. Well, some of it is outdoing. No, hold on, Jay. Hold on. Let me, let me just say this. Desire let me and say, the love of the white man. Right. Exactly. That's, that's, exactly. that's what you've got to be honest about. If we didn't have so much of a desire and a love and want to have the things so, that this white so man So how did had, that happen? We would be who, in a different Who position. did that to us? Is that something innate oh. in us? No. An environment that was created by them that made us feel inferior, that made us hate ourselves, to hate our hair. I mean, I was watching this piece uh, on on YouTube about uh, uh, back in the 30s, 40s, excuse me, 40s, 50s, 40s, 50s. Everybody had a process. In fact, my, my, my stepfather, my father, you know, Roosevelt, Ragsdale, good man. AJ, he was a good man. The man was coming out of Mississippi, you know. He he couldn't read, couldn't write, coming out of Mississippi. In fact, this my mother tells me the story that he was pretending he he was reading newspaper and he had it upside down, <laughs> kind of trying to impress my mama, you know. <laughs> my favorite cousin's father introduced them, you know, but but a good man, you know, and and and. Uh, <laughs> And so he, it, they impacted that. They, they imposed that on us. In fact, he had a process for so long, and of course, sometimes he couldn't, you know, get a, a, a what do you call that? What do you call a process? A redo or something like that, uh, what they used to call it. Anyway, they used to call him Rag Mop, you know. In fact, remember that song? Jay. Rag Mop? Yep. It was a song, Rag Mop. It was a song. If they go had it, he said she to cut it all off. And yeah, that's true. That's true. But, uh, but, but, it but, 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 but the point being at that, at that time of the 40s and 50s, particularly up until the early 60s when the Afro and more consciousness became into vogue, you know, they were processed, especially your entertainer, Nat King Cole, Earl Father Hines. I remember both of them had some real slick-ass processes. You know, many of them. 
So the, the point I'm being, the point I'm being, the point I'm making is that they did this to us, but the responsibility, Jay, to get up out of this madness is ours. The responsibility to break these chains that these Caucasians have on our ankles and ass or to release the vice grip, my metaphor, to release the vice grip that they have on our minds is our responsibility. And if you know that too, Jay, you know that once the vice grip is set, you can't pull it apart. But it's that handle, it's that knob at the end of the handle that you turn. And, and, and by requiring knowledge of self, information about who you are the more you're able to turn that knob at the end of the handle and the more knowledge you require or 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 acquire then suddenly you can release the vice grip and you can see this cracker this urugu for who and what they are not that you challenge them to hell with them but that you work with each other to make everybody else understand what we have gone through to make everybody else understand that that vice grip is firmly on your minds, and this is what we need to do to release it, to look at ourselves and each other with some respect, to be willing to work together, to trust one another, to spend money with one another, to support one another, not to be jealous and envious of one another, but to understand that we need to do this for the future of our people, for the future of our children. Otherwise, we're doomed. We're well, doomed. brother, the way it looks, the way it looks today, we do. Yeah, well, some people have said that. Some people have said that because we we can't we can't because break that because, because we're constantly begging Caucasians, we're constantly looking yeah. to them, you know, asking them to treat us right, to do right by yeah. us, allow I us mean, to why, be a part of what they have. Why do you need to constantly ask somebody to do right by you? If you got to constantly ask somebody to do right by you, the intelligent thing would be what? To stay your ass away from them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like we act like we don't have the concept of staying away from them. Yeah. So whereby we continuously do everything in our power to be a part of their madness. And I mean, it's not like it's getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah. So I don't know what to say. I just don't, I just don't know, man. Well, let me just say what I do, Jay. And, and, and since I've been on this radio, since I've been on this horn, so to speak, my message is consistent, you know, and it's, it's, it's redundant. Yes. It's, you know, it's the same rhetoric. Yes. But it, to me, it, it, it is just positive reinforcement. I, I, can, I will continue to talk about and to push and promote independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people in spite of the fact of how it looks. Because you're right. No, it does not look good. In fact, it's starting to look even worse. You know? Yeah. It, 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 it is. For some reason, I don't have, know. Oh, it don't look like it's getting any better, man. No. Because we have, I don't more. know what what we doing wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't know what our priorities is. I was, mm-hmm. it's funny because I was listening to a program yesterday, and the guy was saying that if the Republicans come November take over the House and Senate, that 
black people are going to be in the worst trouble than they've ever been in this country. Now, you could say that that's a little bit of extremism, but you know something? You may be right about that. We'll see. If that's because be- if you look at the if you look at the policies and the things that these sick wing nuts put forward and the things that they're doing and our lack of coming together and having any type of institutions in place to to serve and protect us, I mean, it could be right, man. We'll see. And that and, and, and that's that's uh that's a reality that unfortunately black people don't think that could happen to us. Right. That's true. That's we what do. that's we what's don't. really, really right. so frightening is mm-hmm. that a lot of black people don't think the majority that of us white people will do anything to harm us mm-hmm. or the level that they will and take away you know, the little rights that you have and just turn this whole country into absolutely chaos and madness. And, I mean, they don't care because they're protected. Yeah. So, I don't don't know, man. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking at it, man, because you know, them Democrats, they going to be all right because they white and they benefit <laughs> from white right, privilege. Right, And they ain't never going to not benefit from, from white exactly. privilege. Exactly. That's why to me. They don't let nobody fool you that they are. Right. That's why to me, the Democrats or the Republicans, same, you know, just same a different, thing. right, just a different wing of the same filthy, funky-ass bird. Let me, let me get one Brother Paul. Dude, one news loop and the other one don't lose That's all. Yeah, hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. That's the reality. That's yeah. the reality. I mean, let's call it for what, it, call is. It, what it is. Yeah. You oh, know? Yeah. And, I'm going to get Brother Paul in here, Brother Jay. Go, go ahead and make this point. We don't understand that. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Brother Paul. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, um, Baba Ochi. It's, it's difficult for me to swallow the uh, religion of doom and gloom. It's very painful mm-hmm. um, because the reality of it is um, some of us talk about uh, an old ideology we had, what we called my art, which means a balance. We, we try and achieve a balance. Mm-hmm. Not too much to the left, not too much to the right. We're going that's somewhere down the middle. Yep. So, you know, I, believe I, in my, I, I, I believe in my art. Huh? I believe in my art. That's, yes. I live my life by it, but go ahead. That, mm-hmm. that, 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 the law of uh, nature, you know, it, 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 it's looking at the middle. It's trying to achieve a balance, and that's what we, we're trying to do. We're trying to achieve balance, but some people are driving us to the left, some people are driving us to the right, but we need to achieve that balance. So for me, personally, I, I don't see us losing. I don't see this doom and gloom ideology which people try and sow. I, I just don't feel it. I, I've never felt it. From, from 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 the infant to now, I've never felt that. You understand? Because, and, and and not only that, some of us we got to accept we're all at different levels, and some of us are more enlightened, despite the noise. Some of us are more enlightened than others. Um, uh, you know that's just the truth. 
it's not, not everybody can run 100 metres under 10 seconds, despite the fact that you can all run. That's right. just a fact. Right. Some of us are born with more attributes than others. That's mm-hmm. how it is. You understand? Right. So we don't expect everybody to see that how our, you know, our, our, our end game. We, we, mm. we, we just can't expect that because some people can only see the doom and gloom. Some people can only see yeah. the oppression. Right. They don't yeah. fully understand yeah. the long game. Yeah. You understand? Well, let me, let me, let me get this. Line, let me get this last caller in here, Brother Paul. You know, I appreciate you, man. You have a be- blessed and wonderful weekend, brother. Sister Habia, how are you? Go ahead. Hey, I'm blessed. Uh, doing your, the program as usual. And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm with Barbara. Paul, Brother Paul. You're you with Brother I say, Paul? I say, I say, I say, I say, I owe. I believe in the righteous victory of our cause. And I'm not all with the doom and gloom that's being perpetrated by but, others. On the show. So well, let me just say this. I, I, under, I understand. I hear you, Sister Habib. Let me just say this. I understand those who are not, I don't think they embrace doom and gloom, but you got to look at the reality of the situation, and that's what they're doing. I'm optimistic, too. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't do yeah, this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I wouldn't be doing yeah, this. I hear you. That, I know. I, I, yeah. I believe you, you feeling with Bob Paul is saying. Yes, no doubt. You know, we, but also, I understand right, and feel what Jay right is saying. But, and I was hearing what he was saying too. That it's like sometimes you get presented. It was not. It was like there is doom and gloom, and I don't think we're gonna make it. But I'm rejecting that too. I hear you, my sister. I hear I you. How you been? Ahusasa. How you been doing? I'm blessed, 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 and I hope you're the same too. Okay, my sister. Okay. Okay. All right. Peace to you, brothers and all sisters. Right, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure in hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there. Stay cool out there. Brothers and sisters, Shim Hotel. That means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Abibi Fahodier. Abibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. It is our destiny. The victory. I love what Jay, I mean, I love the spirit of him. I love the spirit of Paul and the spirit of all of y'all. So, brothers and sisters, let's have a great, wonderful weekend and continue on this road. All right? Peace, family. Hey, yo. Hey, what's up, Jay? You know, some.